Welcome back to another episode on What the Autism. This podcast is for anyone who is struggling with understanding what autism is and how we can better empower our autism community through research-proven methods. In each episode, I will be sharing with you groundbreaking research and how the diagnosis of autism can often be misunderstood. If you are a new listener to our podcast, I highly recommend you start from episode one to catch up to speed on various terminology and concepts. Now let's get started. Today, I wanted to talk about a research article that was published back in May 2020. It's titled, Adherence to Screening and Referral Guidelines for Autism Spectrum Disorder in Toddlers and Pediatric Primary Care. If you would like to follow along while listening to the podcast, or if you'd like to review this study at another time, I left a PDF file of this research study on our Facebook page. But the objective of the study was to identify and study the various factors that are associated with doctors and physicians completing a follow-up interview and referring families to the appropriate next step in services after the initial screening for autism. The American Academy of Pediatrics, also referred to as AAP, recommends that all young children are screened for autism spectrum disorder during their regular checkups with their pediatrician. But a common concern that has been discussed is the disparities in the ASD diagnosis and intervention across children of minority. This research study goes into depth on some potential contributors and some possible things to consider when we discuss the diagnosing of autism and the immediate next steps taken by physicians in their recommendations and referrals. Prior studies that examined referrals after developmental screening suggest that patient characteristics such as race, ethnicity, or gender may influence physicians' responses. One specific study, which I'll also include on our Facebook page, found that a girl with language delays was 60% more likely than a boy with similar symptoms to audiology. Among a sample of very low birth rate infants who are eligible for early intervention services, referrals were much lower among children of black mothers, mothers without private insurance, or from towns with higher poverty rates. So in the research study that we're reviewing today, the researchers examined a group of children with positive results in their screening to estimate rates of completion of follow-up interviews and the physician's adherence to AAP guidelines in referring patients to early intervention services, audiology services, and or for an ASD evaluation immediately. In this particular um, study, the screening that was provided was a MCHAT-F, which is a parent report tool that involves 23 yes or no questions about a child's behaviors to determine their risk of ASD. There's also a SWYC milestone questionnaire that includes 10 age-specific questions to evaluate the child's attainment of motor, cognitive, and language skills. As part of routine care, the caregivers completed both of these questionnaires and screening measures on an electronic tablet or through an electronic patient portal prior to their visitations with their physician. Now, I don't want to dig too far into the specific methods and measurements of this research study, but what I did want to review was the Um, is the results of this study for us to have some type of dialogue of what this could mean for your child if you're questioning potential diagnosis of autism. The results of the study also found that there are multiple factors associated with increased likelihood of follow-up interviews being completed. 
The research study includes very easy charts and tables that break down the various factors such as ethnicities, genders, and race, um, and the percentage of each population group that are provided with follow-up interviews. So I highly recommend that you guys take a look at those tables and charts um, to have a better understanding of those, um, of those different variables. But from this research study, uh, researchers found that despite a high rate of screening across pediatric primary care, the level of adherence to guidelines for completing the follow-up interview and immediate referral once a child tests positive on the MCHAT-F screening could definitely be improved. Also, an important area to note is that when high-risk patients were provided with follow-up interviews, various studies have found a substantial percentage of these um, patients to be formally diagnosed with ASD. So this comes to show how important these follow-up interviews are in getting a child diagnosed with ASD and referred to services immediately. But the various results of this study shows that clinical judgment plays such a huge role in who receive follow-up interviews post the initial screening. While only 10% of children who were administered the follow-up interview continued to screen positive for autism, we can't assume the same uh, proportion would hold true for children who are not administered the follow-up interview. With all these various results and comparisons across ethnicity, gender, insurance types, and more, it's safe to say that the level of follow-up post any initial screening for ASD completed by physicians reveal a level of bias and discrepancy. So what does that mean for you, the parents? I would like to urge all of our parents as, um, as you guys are preparing yourself and your child for visitations with a pediatric doctor or physician that you are understanding this level of bias. The initial screening method is a way for the doctor to, uh, to determine the level of risk that your child may be facing for the autism diagnosis. Choose into those follow-ups and ask questions about recommendations on early intervention services and audiology services. If you're having even a small percentage of suspicion that your child may have autism or show symptoms of autism, get a formal diagnostic evaluation completed immediately. Pediatric physicians are all extremely knowledgeable in what your child may need um, most in order to be most successful in their development. However, this research study that we reviewed today reveals that clinical judgment of these physicians plays such a key role in early discovery and screening of ASD. It's always important to question and be informed as you meet with your child's physician to better understand what may be the best decision for your child. But if you have any questions about the process of getting your child diagnosed and what that procedure may look like, I urge you to um, go back to our previous episodes that talk about the diagnosis of autism and exactly the types of questions that you can ask your psychologist and your pediatrician in regards to the autism diagnosis. But this concludes another episode here at What the Autism. If you have any specific questions or concerns you'd like me to cover, please reach out to us through any of our platform. Our Facebook page and Instagram handle is at whattheautism, and our email address is whattheautismpodcast at gmail.com. We upload a new episode on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Please note that this podcast has been created to discuss my personal experiences and opinions and is not a means of medical or psychological recommendations. But if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast channel, and I'll see you in episode 12.